Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Garrett Price. How's it going? And we got Jared Wackerly back producing. What up? Good to see you, stranger. And we're talking 2023 rookie wide receivers. We have the next four episodes to wrap up this 23 rookie class with the wide receivers. Uh, After that, it'll be right before the NFL draft. We will give you uh, that episode. We're going to do our pre-draft rankings. We'll get all our rankings combined and give you our average. And then at Nerdhurt Show, we'll do a mock draft to kind of break it down, some scenarios uh, for you. And then after the NFL draft, we will have a show coming out that Monday. So the draft will end on Sunday. We'll have a show out for you by Monday morning. Nice. Um, hopefully have it out Sunday night. Hopefully. We'll um, see. That'd be, that'd be the plan for you guys. Also have you guys ready for your rookie draft and kind of break down the draft, get, you know, adjust our rankings a little bit. Cause this draft class will be affected by the NFL draft. Cause there's a big, these tiers, definitely these receivers are like, everybody's so close. There's a lot of jumbles. There's a few standouts, I think. And then a lot of people kind of in the middle, right? A lot of people in the middle. A um, couple of receivers I like. I know you guys are really down on this receiver class, and it's it's average at best. Uh, overall, we're a little spoiled. Overall, you look at the like the last three or four years, especially at the top end of the classes, we're significantly better than this class. Definitely, significantly better. Now, if you're somebody that loves drafting in the third round of your rookie drafts, you'll be thrilled. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like solid guys or guys with upside that we can get excited about. But as far as like prospects that great first round NFL draft pet pet pedigree, good size, good production, like all the full package. You're not getting much of that. A couple guys will hit out of this class. A couple guys will hit. And we're going to try and do our best to identify those. My number two receiver in this class, Dalton Kincaid. (laughs) <laughs> is number two did you see that your boo got he got cleared of course i saw it i don't miss anything on him i have him on google alerts <laughs> come on of course you do husband material husband material I jesus know. come on uh so yeah we're gonna dive in this rookie class uh some disappointments some surprises to talk about pros cons because that's the thing with this class like there's some good things there's like a little bit of bad things about every single receiver we're going to talk about even the best one. There's a Even little, the best one. I mean, there, a it's like gun. a small thing. But. So we got four more episodes. If you want to catch all four episodes and you want to join the, the, the beautiful Nerd Herd uh, and get all access to our tools, I mean, you get the Nerd Score, which gives you your pre-NFL draft rookie scores, which is actually outgraded the NFL draft. Uh, those will be dropping here right before the NFL draft. And these two fellows are actually doing a live YouTube show. That's right. Yeah. The Monday before the draft, which is the 24th, right, Jared? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Monday before the draft, uh, 8 p.m. Have we officially decided time? We're no. deciding now. 8 p.m. Sound good? No. Nine, probably. <sighs> this guy. Nine o'clock. You got to stay up late. Try, Dad. All right. But nine o'clock, 24th, we'll be doing, we'll be dropping all of the nerd scores live. So wow. you're, we're going to talk through the differences that Jared and I had, where we got to, how we got to where we were, some of the hits, some of the misses over the, like, it's going to be awesome. So, Full show. It's going to be huge. And then right after the show concludes, all the scores will be live on the website. So you'll be able to see all those a few days before the NFL draft. Hits. I can't wait to tune in. If you're wondering what the nerd score is, Jared and Garrett, they combine overall scores just on film alone. So their film scores alone, uh, they rank these players and give them a grade. And so far we've done it for three years. Three years. So we'll have accumulation the of the scores. 
And right now, huh? they're, they lock. Before, they do. They lock before the draft. I think that's a very important part of the process. Yes. Yeah. We, none of them have changed for some of them for better, some of them for worse. There are a few, especially our first year doing receivers. Like looking back, there's a lot of guys that are like, we were too conservative. <laughs> was that the Justin uh, Jefferson? That was the Justin Jefferson year. But <laughs> like even looking at him, jump ball Michael Pittman was like just barely, like he was in the same range. T Higgins was in the same range. Like there were a lot of guys that we wish we could do over again, but we've learned a lot over the past couple of years. Running backs have been like, awesome yeah like every year the running backs have been awesome past two years for receivers have been fantastic and that's a so, good that's a good lesson for everybody to take with them mm-hmm. i mean if you start a process keep go, keep looking back and honing because i mm-hmm. mean there are going to be misses no matter what but let me learn from them you know yep. basically yep, yeah but it's, it's impossible to like you know it's impossible to be 100 right but you just learn from the process and right. kind of work from it yep. and if you're wondering what the nerd score how it can help you is because it's just straight film grades nothing else no draft capital and you know our, our buddy david zach who goes mm-hmm. through and analyzes the nfl draft and actually the nerd scores has better hit rates has than... a better hit rate than nfl gms yep which is pretty impressive. So if you want access to the nerd score, if you want access to the dynasty nerds film room to watch all the tape that we're watching, which is loaded with all 22 film. If you want access to the dynasty GM, which is number one tool in the market for a dynasty, which gives you a league analyzer, trade calculator, um, uh, trade finder, every, like all these tools, which is coming to an app very, very, very soon. I can, very say, that. I can say that very soon. Uh, our developer said I should have it by the end of the month. Always, said. always has to push it. He, he has to put a, yeah. some sort of number out there. I know, but he said he that. He said that he, the, the developer said LFG. <laughs> this guy. Thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, with a thumbs up. He's like, that should work. So we should have the Dice <laughs> app coming in. If you want access to all that for a full about to break. year, <laughs> you get the most outrageous price possible. All you have to do is go to our friends, Underdog Fantasy, download the app, and deposit $10. What? And you, But you have to use the promo code NERDS. $10. If you use the promo code NERDS and you deposit at least $10, you're going to get a free year membership to the Nerd Herd. All the bonus podcasts, all the tools, all the film that you could possibly handle. And on top of that, they're going to double down your deposit as well, so up to $100. And if you're like, well, yeah, it's fine, Rich. I want to go with the Nerd Herd. Uh, that's super s- special. But what's Underdog? Underdog's the number one best ball fantasy football app you're going to find out there. And there's more than just football, but I only mess around with football. I literally draft nonstop. They have a really cool thing going right now, the $10 best ball super flex contest with $100,000 to first place, $500,000 in total prizes, pre-NFL draft rookies plus super flex. And you also get in some drafts with us. Everybody who signs up are kind of doing some uh, – uh, underdog drafts with us as well. They do big prizes up to $2 million. Oh. Our buddy uh, Pat Coran won the $2 million contest Shh. last year. So it's doable people. Uh, so you get out there draft. It's best ball. You just go draft your team whenever you want. It's three man league, one versus one, 12 man league, six man league, custom leagues with just your buddies. You can get on there and play with underdog. You draft and then you let it be because there's a set your best lineup every single week. At the end of the year, who's ever in first will get some cash. Who's ever in second will get some cash. 12-man leagues, third place gets some cash. Hey. It's an absolute blast. And listen, the draft is where the dopamine hits, right? That's that's the funnest mm. part about fantasy football is like drafting. Like The only reason I even want to play redraft is just so I could draft these players. I want that dopamine hit. And this is what it allows you to do to as little as $3. You get on there and join some drafts. So if you deposit $30 into your best ball draft, draft you're going to get a free year membership is worth 70 bucks. You can get $60 put in your account. That's 20 drafts you get to do. That's going to get you all the way through August. Constant, constant hits. It's a ton of fun. Download today. Underdog. 
fantasy. Download the app. And if you're an existing Nerd Herd member, and trust me, because I got a lot of these shirts <laughs> in my truck right now. <laughs> they're all going up. If you haven't got your shirt yet, they're going in the mail tomorrow. My truck is loaded up with them. If you're an existing Nerd Herd member, we're going to send you the most comfortable T-shirt in the world, guaranteed to increase your high five intake, the Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. Uh, there'll be a Google Doc at the bottom of the podcast. Uh, right, Garrett? No, if you're, uh, if you're a Nerd Herd member already, you'll get an email with a uh, sign-up form for your shirt. And you can request a team that you want. I can't guarantee it. Like some people put requests in and we were just out of shirts. People were like, oh, I want a large Viking shirt. Like, oh, sorry, those are all gone now. Yeah, so, just put a backup. Yeah, it's good. I, yeah, I would recommend putting a backup or two. Like one person put three shirts in. I ended up giving the third one he wanted. Um, if not, I just give you something that's either close or whatever I feel well, like. You feel like in there. <laughs> so check it out, Underdog Fantasy. Are you guys ready to dive into this 2023 yeah. rookie class? Matt, kick us off with our number <laughs> one receiver. In some people's eyes, the number one receiver in this draft. In some people's eyes. Uh, the first wide receiver off the board here tonight is Quentin Johnston, wide receiver of from TCU, six foot two and three quarters, 208, nine and five eighths inch hands. He didn't have a 40 or anything like that. Um, Pro day did. I know. Um, at, at the combine, 134-inch broad jump, 40.5-inch <laughs> vertical at his pro day. It was clocked between 4.49 and 4.50 flat in the 40. So not all that impressive, but um, I think passable, right? Um, oh, yeah. Especially last, that size. 715 yeah. uh, three-cone his pro day, too. Yeah. Um, so last year in 14 games, he had 60 receptions, 1,069 yards, and six touchdowns. He had some rushing attempts for negative yards, so I won't mention that. <laughs> you did though. Yeah, I know. I know. We're going to get into the good and the bad. So it was negative seven. Uh, and uh, let's get into it. You know, super athletic guy. Obviously his broad jump shows that 11 feet, two inches. That's pretty impressive. Yep. 40, 40.5 uh, inch vertical is pretty impressive. You know, he's a big body, strong receiver with really good speed, very athletic, some good short area and quick uh, area quickness and burst uh, runs a pretty good route tree for, you know, as well. And can play slot and can play on the outside. His yards after the catch, he averaged 8.9 yards after the, uh, the catch per reception, second best in this class, track the ball. Well, nice over the shoulder catches. Mm -hmm. There's some really good pauses by Quentin Johnson, the negatives. And this is where, um, I came in and was very disappointed because Quinn Johnson, for some, I mean, if you go back to like Garrett was talking about like, oh, Sean Tucker's my number one running back. Like way or way too early draft. Number three, but yeah. Okay. Well, I took Quinn Johnson as my, the number one receiver off the board, you know, big, fast receiver. Yeah. And boy, did I make a mistake because I bumped him down my rankings a lot because watching this film, he's very inconsistent. I mean, this is somebody who had 50 yards or less in half of his games, literally half of his games, half of his games this year, seven out of 14 and half of his games in his career, which is 30, 50 yards or less. And the biggest problem I have with Quentin Johnson, the biggest is his hands, the drops, the drops were, he's very inconsistent. The drops were consistent. Once a game, <laughs> I heard it as pro day at his pro day in shorts, he was dropping Footballs like that's insane. So an 11.8% drop rate. He had tons on those shallow crossing routes. Like he would drop one a game um, for his size. He should win way more contested catches for his size. He only caught 35% of contested catches, eight of 23. So it's like, he's just playing way smaller than he is. And he, he struggled some versus press for how big he is. I mean, wasn't as much of a factor in the red zone as you want to be. I mean, is he is he a number one or is he Gabe Davis? But Matt, you had a comp that I thought was even better. I came away, I was like, oh, like is he Gabe Davis? 
You gave a comp, and I was like, oh, that seems way more realistic. Yeah, my comp was Brashad, Brashad Perryman, who, you know, obviously was a first-round draft pick based off of athleticism and mm-hmm. all the measurable kind of stuff, but he just didn't turn out to be a great wide receiver. Now, I hope I hope that Quinton Johnston is better than that, but that is kind of what I see there. He's he's good at a lot of things. He just is inconsistent, unfortunately. Like he he's he's pretty good at at catching a shallow cross and turning it into something. He's good mm-hmm. with yard after the catch. He can make a guy miss in the open field and do some things like that. But for having a, a guy that has all these crazy athletic testing numbers, you know, a, a big broad jump, a really high, you know, uh, what was it, 40, 40.5 inch vertical, he doesn't play above the rim at all. That no. guy, that guy is feet on the ground. He's going to, he, he's either a vertical threat or he's going to take one of these dump offs and kind of do something in the open field. But the inconsistencies in his hands is really what bothers me the most. And if he doesn't get that cleaned up, he's, he's going to end up being one of these guys that has a lot of potential and he's always talked about and kind of bounces around a little bit because people are always willing to give him a shot based off his athleticism, but it might just not pan out for him. Rashad Perriman, Kevin White, right. all those guys. Right. Yep. I didn't even David think Bonston, Kevin. Matt Jones. Yeah, like there's right. tons of guys that yeah. would have been Matt crazy, Jones, another good cop. Crazy physical. A lot of measurables just doesn't pan out. I, I do want to give him one more positive that I saw. I thought his releases off the line were really good. Um, his initial first step, he can make guys miss. Um, you know, so you see like all of the athletic traits mm-hmm. truly are there. And so if somebody wants to have them higher than I do, I'm not going to be mad at them for that because I can understand the process of how they got there. The problem for me is that you're a receiver. Ball skills are the most important yeah. trait. I agree. And I, I rank that really highly in, in my wide receiver evals, and it, he just doesn't have He them. just doesn't have them. He, yeah. he, first of all, everything is a body catch. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is a body catch. He does not, he does not pluck the ball ever. Right. Um, trying to get anything outside of his frame, it's just not happening. And so that's the tough part because his catch radius, in a sense, is really big because he's, tall and long and like it should be really good it doesn't make sense but it, it doesn't all add up together and work the way that it should he, he he's he, never going to make any special catches none like yeah. i just don't see it it's just not in where his, is the diamond technique yeah. yeah where is it does yeah. it exist does he know what it is <laughs> like has he ever bought a girl a ring i don't know <laughs> and the other thing that i was kind of perplexed at is much less physical than I would have expected for somebody of his size. So, so here was the, here was the deal. Like I saw this guy on tape without knowing his size originally, like when uh-huh. we were doing way too early mocks and stuff like that, watch a quick thing. And I wasn't sure. Cause he moves so quickly. He's, he's quick in and out of breaks. Mm-hmm. I was like, how big is this guy? Like I thought he was a tiny five foot 10, like 170 sure. pound guy. Yeah. Cause we'll I just talk about plenty of those. I just, yeah, I know. I just couldn't <laughs> tell because his movement skills and he was not overly physical or anything like that. So I just, in my brain had this guy being a five foot, 10, 170 pound guy. Yeah. And then when he, when I, you guys told you guys were the one that told you, you're like, no, he's like six foot four, 200. Something. I'm like, really? Yeah. I was, I was very shocked. And that it, it rang true when I dug in deeper, you know, and he plays smaller to Rich's point. He, he, you said it, he plays a small game for a big body guy. And it's just, that never sits well with me. I don't know. I'll I'm have just, zero shares. I'm not, uh, I'm not in, in yeah. dynasty because he'll, he'll get the draft capital that will entice the dynasty player and for me, I would just rather go a completely different route. There's there's probably four to five more receivers that I would rather gamble on their upside because I mm-hmm. like their hands better. I like the tight ends. I feel like I would take 
more than him. I was like messing around with my rookie rankings today a little bit. They're up on dynastyners.com. Uh, very fluid, very mm-hmm. fluid to the NFL draft. And I was just, and I, and I, I kept bumping Johnson down and I, and I, and I, I, I kept had, I had to stop at one point going, God, I mean, he's going to get the capital. He's going to get a chance and mm-hmm. maybe somebody can clean some of those up. But the hardest thing to clean up for a receiver is hands. Like, I mean, is he like a quarter uh, Patterson type of guy who, you know, is drafted off all this stuff and just, he just never finds a position because he's just not that, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's good with the ball in his hands, but getting, faster LaVisca Chenault getting the ball in uh, his hands is a hard guy. thing I mean, to do. You know, like, I mean, remember people slammed us. We're like, dude, LaVisca Chenault is not a fantasy dynasty asset. And people are like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And we're like, no, this it's not it. And he, he didn't turn out either. So those guys are, we're trying to find dynasty fantasy football assets. That's what we're, that's what we watch this film for. We're not watching it to be NFL scouts. You guys weren't here last week, but the same thing, like when we talked about Michael Mayer and where we had him like our fourth or fifth tight end, which, you know, for most people, he's their number one tight end. And we said like for NFL team, yeah, easily you could put him as number one tight end. It's not a problem. But from a dynasty fantasy football aspect to gather points, like where can we find that? That's what we're, that's what we're hunting for. That's how we made a name for ourselves is right. We're digging for fantasy points. And for Quinn Johnson, I'm not seeing the consistency enough. Get out the pan, Rich. Yeah, pan for I'm gold. Shifting, pan for you know? gold. <laughs> I'm stash shifting. I'm sifting. Sifting. Um, shifting. Sifting. Yeah, for that dynasty gold, man. That's it. I mean, yep. this is dynasty. So when you make that, when you're looking for that dopamine hit on, on your rookie draft, when you're looking for that asset to get on your team for the next five to seven years. You're really on that right? dopamine hit tonight, yeah, aren't you? Know, right? It is. You're wanting it. Yeah, you know, I get, I get in these grooves. And, <laughs> you know, like... When you find that player, it's such an important part in these rookie drafts. It's why you trade for these picks. It's why, and you, and for most people, they only have one pick in the first round. For most, you know, if you're right. a B, I don't have barely any. But for most people, <laughs> on they average, have, they have one pick. And it's why, like, you end up with a guy like this. If you miss, it's like you're missing on five to seven years of production that you want to put into your starting lineup. And, and just to emphasize the point from earlier, you look at a lot of the best receivers in the NFL right now. Some of them are freaky athletes. So I'm not saying you can't be a freaky athlete and be a good wide receiver. I'm not saying that. But almost unilaterally, they have amazing ball skills. Yeah, yeah. Almost like Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. Like, all of these guys, Garrett Wilson, Stephon get, Diggs. you yeah. can go on and AJ on and Brown. on. You think that dude has some ball skills? Yeah. I mean, like, like all of them have incredible, just contested catch, contested, ball, pluck it out of the air. The NFL, spectacular that's, catch. That's like, the NFL game. There are going to be defenders in your hip pocket, no matter yes. what. And he just doesn't make plays with defenders. I so will say like, and, I feel yeah, like TCU never really put him in the position to make those type of plays, to be honest. Like in I a sense, thought, I don't know if that was TCU or, or Max Dugan or what, I just but. thought they did a poor job of using him to be honest. And um, I mean, I feel similar to you guys mm-hmm. right now. I haven't even ranked or done the score for Nathaniel Dell, Zay Flowers, Kayshawn Boutte, or Josh Downs, and like he's still like wide receiver five, just in terms of like yeah. tape grade. He, he's five for me, and I still have to do Hyatt, Flowers, and Downs. I haven't yeah, done any so of those guys, and he's five for me. He's right like now. right on the borderline cutoff of like, this, like we were talking earlier, Garrett and I were saying how like in our nerd score, 73 is kind of like just going back looking at the past classes that's like kind of the cutoff point and he's like right there for you for and me. for for, for, for me, me he's at a 72.5 right see so. that and i and i understand what you're saying because like 
definitely in college, like you have to take the quarterback into account, right? Yeah, like true. I thought like Marvin Mims, who we're talking about next, like the quarterback at Oklahoma. I don't even know who that was. Like, I don't think he did Marvin Mims any favors whatsoever. I don't even know who that was. Like, uh, Last year's Dylan Gabriel. Was, yeah. yeah. I don't think that dude did Marvin Mims any favors whatsoever. But Quinn, the problem with Quinn Johnson is like these drops, most of them are on these short, shallow, like crossing routes right in his hands. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely like. And his pro day, the news coming out of his pro day of him just dropping balls in his shorts too. Like that's just unacceptable for me. It doesn't get better. And NFL coaches aren't like not even NFL coaches, NFL quarterbacks are not going to trust you. and They're not going to throw you the football. Definitely when you're a rookie, if you're not, if you're dropping balls, they're going to stop throwing you the football. It's that simple. Ever have Greg little big body, strong receiver, second round draft pick. Couldn't catch a football. And you guys were mentioning ball skills, ball skills. You know, for quarterbacks, I want, I don't care how far they throw. I want to be very smart. I want to be very accurate. Mm -hmm. For running backs, I want to have very good vision. I want to be fast, right? I want them loose hips. Mm -hmm. For receivers, I want to have good ball skills, and I want to be very good route runners. Those are the two. Because if you're a really good route runner, it does not matter how fast you get. You are because you can get open. You if you don't get open yep. and get separation, you get the ball. It's why yep. I love Devontae Smith so much. It's why I love Amari Cooper so much. Like, yeah. I love Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. These guys are premier route runners. Best friend. Same thing. You know, when Hunter Renfro was a wide receiver one, guess what? Hunter Renfro is a premier route runner, and that gets open. You get separation. You get thrown to football. Mm-hmm. You cu- you accumulate fantasy football. You points. get into defenders' bodies and make them make a choice. You know what I mean? That's that's where you win. That's that's leverage. You know, at the wide receiver position, and yeah. some guys know it. Some guys it, are terrible at it. And just to tie a bow on this, if you want to take a chance on him, go ahead. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I understand why, but just buyer beware. There's a lot of risk here, and that's what we're trying to do. Is we're just trying to tell you where the red flags are. You can go ahead and draft him, yeah. and you he'll probably have at least decent draft capital, and he's got size and speed. Those are traditionally things that are good, but there's a lot of red flags. And, I would just trade this char- character, great character from what yeah. I hear as well. Like I think he was military parents or something like that. So I mean, he's coachable guy, yeah. And and so there's no always, effort concerns, no right. nothing like that. Right. So there's a chance that he can get this figured out mm-hmm. and put in the extra work and and get better. I'm just not going to take a chance yeah. on that kind of wide receiver. Yeah, no dig on his personal. Falls like, it's just, out of the second it's round. It's a hand. first round. Right. You think he falls out of the, the NFL draft? Or, yeah. I've heard rumors, like, because you remember a couple months ago, it, we're hearing a lot of rumors of top 10. Then all of a sudden, he was more 10 to 20. Now he's like back end of the first round in a lot of mocks that I'm seeing. And okay. I, you know, I've, I've even heard has, somebody quoted a an anonymous GM. And they said, uh, it, it's funny because like everyone keeps projecting uh you know, four or five receivers in the first round. Like we've seen a lot in the past few years. I heard one. And, and he said, right now there's one. Yeah. Who was that? Yeah. NFL.com guy, right? I think so. I, I, it was an anonymous GM. I saw the same that report. said it, but yeah. Yeah. And then the same report also said, uh, got there. There's two names that everybody's lower on that. And the NFL circles higher on And that's Cedric Tillman and Mingo. Okay. I can see that. The same report. And it's, well. it's because of their size. And this is a class that's, Desperately yeah. needing it. And, 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 and listen, in today's NFL, you know, two receivers can be successful on every team for dynasty fans for all purposes. And that's the way the NFL is going. So some of these guys are going to hit. And Quinn Johnson has that prototypical size. There's a T in there, by size. the way. Johnson. Johnson yeah. Uh, to get in there. So, yeah, he is definitely a risk reward guy, but I'm very, 
I'm I'm with Matt. Like I'm not taking I'm not taking it. <laughs> Rich said earlier the only the only problem with Quentin Johnson is, and I wanted to just jump in so Sorry, Quentin Johnston. <laughs> All right, don't, so don't worry about how I talk. Okay, <laughs> if you've been listening this long, people don't care anymore. Exactly. All right, let's move on to right. our next guy. All right, our next guy is Mar- Marvin. This is a guy, Marvin Mims, Oklahoma wide receiver, five foot eleven, one hundred and eighty three pounds, nine inch hands. 4.38 in the 40. He hit a 1.55 10-yard split. Three cone in 6.9. 129-inch uh, broad jump, 39.5-inch vertical. Last year at Oklahoma in 13 games, 54 receptions, 1,083 yards, and six touchdowns. A couple of rushing attempts for three yards. Marvin Mims has been a name that's been around in Devy circles for a little while. He has had his kind of ups, his downs, and there was a real kind of down for a while. And just over the past few weeks, I feel like people are starting to talk about him more again. He's starting to rise up boards a little bit more again. Uh, what we're looking at here is we're, we're looking at a true legitimate deep threat. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a player that can stretch a defense. He can get downfield. He can make big plays, uh, speed, quickness, agility. Like that is where he's going to win. The problem that he has similar to a, a lot of guys that we're going to talk about this week and specifically next week is the size concerns. He's not a, a, a big player. He's, he's very slight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's worry about durability, you know, how physical can he be at the next level? Because like it or not, you need to be be able to be on the field to make plays. Mm-hmm. And a lot of teams need these receivers to block. And at certain sizes, you just can't block. So you're, you limit yourself to how often you can be on the field when you're of a certain size. And so that's one of the concerns uh, for him. But it, when you're talking about yards after the catch, Speed. I mean, that's the name of the game uh, for Marvin Mims. So he's had these ups and downs. I I worry about some of the things of like his release is just mediocre. You're not going to really get much as far as like contested catch stuff. You'll you'll see it a little bit here and there, but he's not a real my ball type of guy. No, he's no. not. He's not. There's not a big I catch radius o- with him. I thought he was okay. I thought his catch radius sucked, but I thought he was okay in the contested. I thought uh, it, I honestly came away impressed with like for being 183 pounds, like how strong his hands would and how good he was in those contested catches situations. Like how quickly he secured that football. I, like, I put I him at, away impressed. I put him at six zero, very average. So six is an average NFL player. So. When you think of an average NFL receiver, somewhere between the wide receiver two and three, so pretty average for me. But if you think he's a little bit better than that, I'd, I'd love to hear why. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I actually came away kind of impressed with Marvin Mims. Uh, again, I don't think his quarterback did him any favors whatsoever. I thought his numbers could have been a little bit better if he had a better quarterback, to be honest with you. If Caleb Williams was still there, for example. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. You mentioned his speed is really good. I thought, like, his explosive, I mean, 10 foot, 9 inches for being 5'11", that's pretty impressive by itself. His three cone, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Fast, good yards after catch, like you said. But his hands, I thought his hands were really good. I thought he, I thought he had really strong hands. Like, you mentioned the contested catch that kind of worried you. Like, I actually came away slightly impressed. I was like, man, for being, you know, five foot eleven, hundred and three pounds, like he gets in there and takes a hit and not afraid to go over the middle. And like he grabs that ball, he's strong, he secures it quickly. Like didn't have any problem, no ball movement, no juggling there. I thought he actually did a really good job okay. uh in his contested catch. I, I, I thought, thought it was mediocre. I thought he was smooth. I thought he made good cuts. Um I thought his burst was okay. I thought he tracked the ball really well. I think burst and speed is definitely his thing. I'm not sure he's ever gonna be a guy that if a defender's on top of him or on his shoulders, he's gonna win that matchup. You know what I mean? You're do you sometimes downfield, especially, there's gonna be a guy jumping up 
pulling on you know pulling on the back of you and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's kind of, that kind of stuff gets they get away with that a little bit in the NFL. Um, and and I just don't know if he's going to win in those situations, those particular situations. I, I I have no issues with his ha- overall hands. I don't. Yeah, I gave him a good score for hands. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not sold. See, on I the thought Washington State. Like, there's a couple of catches where like somebody was on him and like hit him, and like he came with like mm-hmm. he really secured the ball well. I look at that. I went back and looked at all his past numbers. He got better every single year, which I love to see that too. Like for he, sure, his for numbers sure. got better mm-hmm. every year. And and I and I went even back even farther. I mean, this dude has pedigree. He owns. This is, no, this is impressive because like Texas is a football state. Like mm-hmm. Ohio, Texas, California, Florida. Those are football states. You can throw Pennsylvania in there too. Pennsylvania, um, Georgia, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Football states. So he comes away with pedigree. He owns the high school, the Texas high school all-time career receiving yards record with 5,485. He's like 80 more than Jackson Smith and Jigba. Dang. Um, as a senior, he set a national record, the na- a national record of all high school kids with 117 catches for 2,629 he, yards and 32 touchdowns. He's fast. I mean, he um, can pull away from people. He's legitimate. At Oklahoma, yeah. set a record his freshman yeah. year with touchdowns, mm-hmm. nine. So, like, he's got some pedigree behind him, too. It, and listen, I'm not saying Marvin Mims is like, yeah, this is like, he's, I think he's like my wide receiver, like four. I have him ahead of Quentin Johnson. I do. Um, oh, wow. So you like him quite a bit. I do like him more because. He's safer to me than Quentin Johnson. Like, I don't know like how much of a stud he's going to be. And I won't even use the word stud or adequate is, but he looks like to me that somebody be a really good number two in the NFL and produce. And then the right offense, I'm re- he falls in that mix. I have a, I have a group of guys here that are in this bubble. It's like, okay, where are they going? What opportunity are they going to get? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, are they going to go to like, Say one goes to Dallas. Okay, then you have CD Lamb. You got <laughs> you got recent Brandon Cooks. You got Michael Gallup there. Like, okay, where do you fall in the order compared to like somewhere where there's a clear path to be the number? It's two funny you mentioned Brandon Cooks because for a ceiling comp, that was a guy okay. I thought of was a Brandon Cooks. If if everything goes perfect, and I don't project wins. it to. And then speed wins. I think you know Brandon Cooks obviously is more much more refined and. Sure. I think he's going to have to work on some things. I I agree with you. The physicality at the line of scrimmage is something he has to he has to improve on. Because mm. I think if you get your hands on a guy like that, he's not going to go anywhere, and he needs to be able to hand fight a little bit better. And those are things. In order to operate in the NFL, you're going to need to do those things. So that you know, get the ball in his hands. He can he can legitimately in the open field pull away from people. Mm-hmm. He can track the ball well enough downfield that really that, well. Yeah, that that's a that's a, a really nice well. aspect do, of his do game. Do you think he can play on the outside, or do you think he's he's limited to the slot? At that size, I mean, I you want to say you know naturally at that size he's probably going to be a slot guy, but. I mean, he, he Which played, he's not a mo- death sentence at all. I mean, no, 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 a lot no. of the best players play in the slot, but sure. I think his strengths are going downfield. So do I. I think he's, I think, I think he's an outside type of guy because he's, he's probably not more of a Z. He's yeah, not going to be like a guy that's running shallow crosses or anything like. That. I just don't see that as like his his thing mm-hmm. per se. His so. catch radius is small. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. His route tree is somewhat limited too because it has to do a lot there in Oklahoma. He's not. He's also he's not over. My big what outside of his size and his catch radius, like my biggest negative on him is like he's not overly like elusive in in open field. Like he's no, he's, he's looking to beat you in speed with speed. Yeah, he's, just, he's more straight line speed. speed. So yeah. That, yep. yeah, that was like those couple of negatives actually knocked him down. Like, there's a lot of stuff I like about his game, but there's a lot of things at the same time that bring him back down for me. I was just got overly excited about the. I just really thought he did really good and, with his hand. And that's yeah. why I keep saying that. Like, there are some smaller guys I, I think agree. that did really well, but you like, you I had his contested catch a little higher than Garrett, but I thought he was just in like an average route runner. 
Yeah. I didn't think he generated. I thought it was average. Separation. I don't think any one of us even talked about his routes, did we? Because he's nah. just like, they're okay. <laughs> Limited. Well, they're okay. Yeah. And I think that's a good, good way to put it, Rich. And, and there's a lot of guys here where there's certain schools that they just, they don't ask you to do a lot. You're going to run more or less yeah. five different routes. Curls, slants, comebacks. Yeah. Yep. There's, and there's a couple guys in this class that all they ran. Curls, slants, comebacks. Had a limited that's route college tree. football. Limited route mm-hmm. tree. It yeah. is. Definitely and college the go route. And I, and I wrote he wasn't very precise. I, so, I mean, the ones that he did run, he wasn't like, he wasn't busting off, uh, you know, route real sharp. You can improve. Too. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's young. He's 21. Mm-hmm. That I, that was something that I was excited about because there are a lot of guys that are 23 in this class. 23, 24. Yeah. I came, I just, he's one of these players, again, I, you know, if, if, if you don't, if you're new to listening to the show, like I don't like, I watch Ohio state. I watch the big games, but like mm. I don't study these players until the NFL season's over. And then I dive into rookie content. That's what I do. And I watch the film. So like a lot of these guys are all fresh to me. Like I don't have any preconceived notions on them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have the Twitter talk. That's about it. And some of these guys are like Quentin Johnson get built up in my head and quit uh, Twitter talk. And then some guys that come away pleasantly surprised. And Marvin Mims is one of those receivers Again, I'm not trying to build him up, but in the, amongst the class I've watched so far, he's in my top five. He's got something you can't teach. He's got speed, and he's got good enough hands that you know it's not an issue. So, if, uh, you know, from there you can build on some things. You can improve on your route running. You right. know what I mean? He's got he, that three cone says he's got good movement skills, yep. and you see it on on tape. So there's things there to work with with him. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him down my border for any any reasons. You know, any yeah, of these I things like are the kind of kind of tic tac type of stuff that we're talking about. And as long as it's not, he's, you're a habitual dropper of the football. Yeah. And you know what I mean? He, like there, there's a lot to work with. with he, guy he's like going Rose. to be one. And this is going to fall on a lot of guys, but he's going to be one where his, his, his position in the draft is going to change a lot for it's, me. It, I literally end it. I'm excited about uh, huh. the player with a lot of room to grow. I'm excited to see where he gets drafted in the NFL draft class to really define my overall if he's, dynasty rank. If he's a mid second round guy, well, I'm, I'm very excited. If he's getting taken early in the fourth, I'm much less excited. Much less excited. You know, so yeah. it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to determine. He's right out. He's like a 71 for Garrett and I. We're like on point with each other. And right and you say that because the way the NFL is going, people like the NFL is hungry for these receivers. Yeah. They see how much these guys are getting paid in free agency. So you'll see a lot of these guys. They won't all go in the first, but you're going to see a lot of these guys go in the second, third round where people are looking for that, that diamond, right? Mm-hmm. So in the, you're going to see a lot of receivers going to second and third round. And it's going to get you excited too. But again, this class is very interesting yeah. to see where you have them after next week. Me like too. Once we get when I really dive into Downs and Flowers and Charlie Jones, Flowers, Hyatt. Like yeah. it's, there's a lot of, uh, Good names to come up for next skinny week skinny well. speed guys. Yeah. Yep. So let's move on to our next player. All right. So our next player is Trey Palmer, uh, wide receiver, in Nebraska, six foot, uh, 192 pounds, nine and five eighths inch hands. He ran the 40 in 4.33 seconds. He had a 1.51 10 yard split. Uh, he didn't have any other measurables from the combine, but his pro day numbers were not all that great. 29 and a half inch vertical, 114 inch broad, 4.26 in the 20 and 7.13 in the three cone. I'm not sure why you'd so do much any, better at the combine. I'm not than sure the why you yeah. do any Fastest of those wide receiver at the combine. Yeah. Um, if you had those other combine numbers, I'd probably just sit on it. But, um, Anyway, last year in 12 games, uh, his first year at Nebraska, he was an LSU player before that. His first year at Nebraska in 12 games, 71 receptions, 1,043 yards, and nine touchdowns. He did have five rushing attempts for 75 yards, um, so he did add a little bit of juice on the ground. 
Yeah, good numbers is one year at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he couldn't smell the field uh, at LSU with Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, those guys on there. I mean, he was there from 2019 to 2021, only had 41 catches for 458 yards and three touchdowns. You're talking about a former five-star recruit. Mm-hmm. So he came, he came in with a lot of you know accolades going to LSU and just couldn't make the cut there, which is not a good, uh, good sign. Uh, very fast, but we've uh, seen that a lot lately, though. Guys transferring, yeah. Jameson J- Williams, Williams last is year, great, so. you know, great yeah. comp. So yeah, I mean, I'm not using a huge negative, right? But you know, anytime you have to leave, but you mentioned Jameson Williams, probably the best. Joe we'll Burrow did it. it. You know, Justin Fields. You know, yeah, Justin Fields, yeah. Joe Burrow. Like, uh, there's Joe been a lot Burrow. of good ones lately. Um, you know, he owns Nebraska single game receiving record with 237 yards. He's at versus Purdue. Uh, I thought he high pointed the ball well. Uh, does did okay in contested catches. Yeah. Some nice, he had some nice end arounds. I saw too, because he, again, he's fast. So there's a couple of games at Nebraska. He had some nice end arounds. I came away liking that. But man, <laughs> there's a lot of things I didn't like. To me, when I look at um, Trey Palmer, I look at somebody who's a really fast athlete and not a wide receiver. That's what I see. And those guys, and I've seen these guys come and go for the last 19 years playing Dynasty Fans football. And these guys hardly 19. ever pan. I mean, he's very raw, so there's mm-hmm. there's room there. But as like you mentioned, we love ball skills. Uh, his routes, uh, he rounds no. them. No, yeah. I, his I, drops, not a, he had 10 drops last year. I, most in the class. He had the hand, most drops hands in the class. I, I wrote his hands are okay. Nothing exceptional. Most drops yeah. in this entire class. Right. Uh, dude, he didn't do – and, and since he's so raw, like, he can't identify, like, zone coverage. Like, I, he can't find the, the soft spots in the zone at all. Some some positives. I think he's got good explosion. I think he can improve. He's got great I, explosion. I think he can improve in his route running. I think there is some good out of break explosion. Um, so that area, I think he can get better at. Um, his game is totally speed right now, um, but the production is there. I, I think he's got okay hands. I know he's. I know he had ten drops, so there. That's going to be a, an issue. Um, but ten, he, ten, ten's a lot for. For 12 games. He did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. And and the drops are for sure a concern. But yeah. there were other times where you saw him actually pluck it a little bit and, you know, away from his body and, right. and show show a little bit um, that, that he can he can do some things there. It's doable there. for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, when you have that kind of speed, and, and, and you saw several times on, on several different plays where he would just turn plays into a punt return. In John my notes, Ross. that was literally coming out of my mouth, and then I stopped because I wasn't going to cut you off. But any yeah. any single little catch can be, and he turns it into a punt return. That's mm-hmm. exactly what he turns it into. He's weaving and bobbing and weaving, and and he can make that play any any time. And what at any what point. helps me be more in on him than my score would necessarily indicate? Because he's only seventy one, so it's not like he had a great score. But when you're a guy that can contribute especially at a higher level on special teams, that's going to stick you on teams a lot longer. And they're going to try to find, especially in today's NFL with creative offensive minds, Mm -hmm. they're going to try to find more ways to get you the ball on offense. Some guys end up sticking that way and then become full fledged, legit receivers. Other guys, it's just like, yeah, that didn't work. You're going to just return punts for Jamal Agnew. You know what I mean? Like he's, I think he sniffed the field a little bit. Yeah. It never really materialized into a, a major you know, Josh role. Cribs sure. was almost that guy. Right. And then just like, no, you just, just return kicks. Yep. So, you know, worst case scenario, he just ends up being a kick returner and punt returner. And that's fine. doesn't get you any fantasy points. Yeah, though, I so. literally, my last note says this is a guy who's going to probably help an NFL team and mm-hmm. really help stretch a field and whatnot, but he's not going to be consistent enough probably for be a fantasy option. I, and I think that's fair. If I'm 
throwing darts though he's a dart that i'm willing to throw for sure on the ceiling he's on my board yeah i mean you, you i don't pass up speed like that like i want to see where he lands his draft capital which because his speed to be a little his higher his pedigree like, of being a five-star receiver yeah exactly so he, to me he falls in that that third round like my, this whole third round of this rookie draft is like okay the running backs and receivers like where are they going to be yeah. where they pan out and he kind of falls in that category probably a little bit more intrigued with a guy like him in a fourth round of my rookie draft right now oh, for sure, of all the yeah. running back depth right here but in the fourth round you're sitting there and you're fourth. sitting there at four six yep. four seven Trey Palmer's there yeah I'm getting a little excited I'm gonna throw him on my dynasty roster. if he's if he's there in the fifth I'm swooping up no problem oh, fourth, yeah. I'll, I'll probably have to think about it but he's one of these guys if he commits and gets better there is a, a huge mm-hmm. the, the ceiling is really high because he just has so much natural ability and playmaking ability that if he can figure out how to do all the other yeah. stuff to become a wide receiver I think he could really make some plays and, and be something special I really wish he didn't go to Nebraska like after going to LSU, which develops some great receivers, yeah. Why Nebraska of all places? Like go to some place that's going to develop you as a receiver. Right. Nebraska is like a death sentence for wide receivers. They don't throw the ball a lot. It's not a creative offense. It's but not he, like he managed a thousand yards. He did, and so <laughs> I wonder. I yeah. wonder what would have happened had he gone to a wide receiver needed team, yeah. but that was in the ACC, the SEC, the you know a bigger conference. With, not necessarily a big conference because Big Ten's a big conference, but one of those schools that has just a more creative offense. Yeah. That's what I've, I wish he would have done. I wish he would have Sometimes also. Sometimes you can't pick and choose, though. Yeah. Yeah, too. Who, too, yeah, who will take you too. So, But I figured out why we're different on, like, I have his hands at a five, you had his at a, at a seven. So I think okay. I, I plugged in the seven. We're, like, right there. It would be exactly the same if that was the case. That makes sense. I'm with you on the hands. Very... Yeah, I saw a lot of body catching drops. And yeah, it's I, I'm usually. I'm gonna say I'm gonna talk down on Quentin Johnson so much for his hands. Like I, I there feel has the to be same a lot of other things I like. So to make up for that. The, well, the difference it's is down. one guy I'm taking in the fourth round, the other guy's going in the first. Exactly, round. Exactly, that's the yeah, difference, and that's that's for sure. totally fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. But I mean, those are just like we said. Every reason we said well, like why it's such a downer for me, and like you like I don't want you. Sure. Like it's the same thing, You're right? Because Quinn Johnson, I'm saying we have no shares, but if Quinn Johnson's are like two six two seven. Like I'm stupid. Yeah, 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 for sure. Value, yeah. dude. Take him there. Quinn Johnson, one thousand sixty nine yards last year. 1,043 for Trey Palmer. I mean, like... They're pretty much the same guy. Basically the same guy. <laughs> basically wow. the same guy, just four rounds later. Yep, exactly. All right, before we get into our next guy, Garrett, why don't you tell our listeners how they can join a brand new Sweet Dynasty League? Ooh, you can join a brand new Sweet Dynasty League over at FFPC. Launched in 2010, so they've been around a little bit, been around the block, but despite that, never had a league fold that's right not a single dynasty what? league has ever folded you're looking at it and you're like man i can get clinton johnston never mind i can get jackson smith and jigba forever forever <laughs> and then your league folds and you're like dang you don't have to worry about that at fffpc you want to you want to join some lower end leagues that's fine but you want to be a high roller you can join up to $2500 league Ooh. head over to myffpc.com Look for the Dynasty page and look at, there's a bunch of available orphan teams where you can hop in there, take over. You want to challenge some of these teams? They look sketch, but sometimes that's the fun. You can take over a bad team. You get to see it become successful and beautiful. Other times you're like, man, that one's like just turnkey. I'm just going to hop in here, win a ship. Life is good, but you can head over there, see their orphans, start new ones, whatever you want to do. Best of all, use promo code NERDS. You get $25 off any entry for new members. That's promo code nerds at myffpc.com. 
All right, should we get into this next half? Let's do it. Let's All right, do so it. Our, our next player is Rashi Rice, wide receiver, SMU, six foot and one half, 204 pounds, nine and a half inch hands. He ran the 40 in 4.51 seconds. He had a 1.49 10 yard split. Woo. That's impressive. Uh, that is very impressive. Broad jump of 128 inches, vertical of 41 inches last year in 12 games. He had uh, I almost said 69, uh, 96, uh, receptions, so 1,355 yards and 10 touchdowns. My mind just sees what it wants to see. So. He, and for that, he, he was dealing with a foot injury most of last year too. Yes, he so, was. Okay. Um, so a couple different things here with, with rice. So rice is another one of those names that, you know, was, was kind of circulating for a while. Um, SMU's actually done a decent job at putting out some NFL receivers. This was like looking like the next guy. And especially he's one of those ones where if you just watch like some of the highlights, oh, like, yeah. Ooh, look at rice because you talk about somebody that can get up and get the, I mean, yeah. it looks like he's levitating at times. Yeah. 41 inch vertical and actually plays to that. It's my number one pro yeah. I was like, man, this guy can make some highlight catches. Yeah. He can absolutely make some beautiful looking catches. Um, but the consistency for him is just not really there. Um, and I was listening to uh, the FF or the PFF stock exchange podcast with Trevor Sikama, Connor Rogers. I think those guys do a really good job at looking at the game. And I thought they had a really good point on rice. And I, when I, cause I watched the tape first and I didn't know quite how to articulate my feelings. And when they said this, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is exactly right. He, is he was listed at SMU at six foot two, but he is actually six foot tall. When you watch him play, he attempts to, and often successfully, especially against lower competition, like a guy that's six, two, six, three, where he is going up and getting the ball contested, catch monster, like that kind of stuff. But when you look at what he's actually good at, you mentioned his 1.49 burst. His 40 time was actually pretty good, but he doesn't play that way. He doesn't play with speed. He plays like a big physical receiver instead of a guy that utilizes his speed. So it's almost like he needs to hit the reset button and become the player that his skill set suggests he could be as opposed to just trying to be this box out post up jump ball guy because the NFL is going away from that overall. Like they're not favoring those types of players as much as they used to. I'm not saying that you lose your contested catch ability. Obviously, that's a great tool to have in the toolkit, but we need him to utilize some of this explosiveness that the testing numbers are telling us that he has. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I mean, my very first, you know, in my conclusion, the very first like sentence, it says he flashes potential mm-hmm. and he's just really inconsistent. So I do, I do get that point. I I don't know how to explain the speed stuff, right? Because right. I agree with you. My very next line in there is like, sometimes he looks great. He looks explosive. Other times he looks lethargic off the yes. line. It's um, it's very, it's, he's a, he's a tough one to nail down. You know, what he, what, he, why is he doing the things that he's doing? Right. Basically, um, you know, he, he 1,355 yards. He, he, he's produced, he's doing, he's doing it. He is inconsistent. One time he'll be, you know, making great catches on off, off balance throws. 
And then the next catch, he's just dropping something. You 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 feel like it's a little bit difficult, but he made that other catch. And why the heck isn't right. he making he this makes, catch? He drops some easy passes, yeah. which uh, is crazy for because how good of catches he can make and right. like one-handed catches and one-arm right. catches. But he does have some easy drops. So he is just there's another guy that has all these kind of tantalizing things about him, but is it consistently inconsistent. And, and, and for me, that makes the evaluation process really difficult because how do you nail that down? How do you figure out, Hey, is he going to be able to clean this stuff up and turn himself into a, mm-hmm. a, a legitimate down in and down out type of NFL guy? Or is he going to be this player and eventually just find his way to the bench? Cause like, like you were saying earlier, if there's a guy that's going to be dropping passes or just doesn't maybe look like he's exploding off the line every single play, I have problems with that. I have problems with that. Could you imagine being an NFL quarterback yeah. or a coach? Like, no way. That stuff's just not going to fly, man. Um, so it's hard to tell what the heck is going on with some of these guys, why it's not happening uh, on a consistent basis, down in and down out. We'll talk about Jackson Smith and Jigba in, in the next show, but that was one of the I love him when it's not when it's not a play going to his yeah. side of the field. Yeah. I love him because he he plays balls to the wall. Sorry, every single All the time, yeah. every single snap, no matter what he's being asked to do, he's playing that snap as hard as he can. And I can't say that about a lot of these guys that mm-hmm. we're watching. Yeah, I mean Rice, you know, he, he's a little bit older receiver. He turns. Uh, 23 here, I think next week, actually. Um, and you, you do, like Garrett said, if you watch this highlight film, you're going to come away really impressed. I mean, you, you see things like there's even a play that didn't even count versus uh, Houston, where like he makes this really sweet one handed catch in the end zone, um, brings it in with his arm, bobbled, and it, it, bobbled it, and then it, you know. it, he was just out of bounds. He right. caught it, yeah, but he was out of bounds, so it wouldn't have counted. But then the very next play, they go right back to him. They, the quarterback throws right the defensive back. He jumps up and gets it real nice, a little clean. Uh, Route, but you know the inconsistency is there. He is very solid upside, Rice. Like yeah. he's on my board. He, I, I wrote that in my last thing is like this is a player that's really solid upside. The drops aren't concerning. He has twenty two career drops. He had three fumbles this past season as well. So on top of the uh, twenty two career drops, didn't get a lot of separation um, as well. That was kind of a concern for me. Like his separation skills weren't really that good. Uh, t- saw I saw a stat from uh, my guy Rich Rebar. A ton of screens. He had a lot. He led this class in screens with 35. And he also led, uh, and he had 40 targets of 20 yards or farther, which is also led this class. And, so, and yards after catch, too. And his yards after the catch, really good. It, it, it helps when you get 153 targets in it college. It does. I mean, he, he's good <laughs> with the ball in his hands. He has a really nice jump cut that I th- saw. I thought his lateral movement was good. I mean, again, we're talking about guys 6'1, 204 pounds. Um, I thought he was only six foot. Did he come in at six? I foot? think he's six foot and a half. Okay, yeah. so okay, you guys are half, split, so I apologize. split the difference. You guys, um, are. we're in between. Yeah, both. He, he was second in targets. He 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 needs to tighten up his routes a little bit. Uh, he he needs to expand his route tree some. But I mean, overall, this is again he falls in this kind of that. He for me is in that that third tier of receivers. That third bubble for me. I just like his upside. He's interesting to me. So my upside, my upside look on this guy is like, is he an Isaiah Hodgins or or like a Gabe Davis, one of these guys that maybe is like a fourth or fifth round draft pick mm-hmm. that could develop. I I, I yeah. think he can develop and be a guy that's like kind of fantasy relevant 
if he takes all the right steps, if he doesn't and, and, and he doesn't want you know, clean up some of these in, inconsistencies that you see, he's going to wash out of the league. And that's unfortunately how I see him. And like, when you're in the third bubble of this class for how deep right. of a, you know, these bubbles are in this class, you're talking like fourth, fifth round draft pick in your rookie class. And we all know how those stories pan out. They very rarely One pick a draft. They very rarely hit, but I mean, this is a guy that this is a guy. This, this is, is a, guy. a guy. If he figures it out, upside. So here's here's the other thing, and I think this is why I struggle a little bit too, because with the way that he plays, because that contested catch stuff worked really well against lower competition, but when he played the better team, so TCU, Cincinnati and Tulane, who was 21 at the time and was known to have a very good defense. He had 74 yards against TCU, 41 yards against Cincinnati, and 41 yards against Tulane. So he wasn't able to moss the teams with better defensive players. He was able to do that against worse defenses. So can he incorporate the speed that he has or not? And that's really the question. It's a problem with these, you know, not being able to get separation. You give opportunity for the defensive back to get their hands on the ball. So if you can't separate, then that's an issue. If he gets the right kind of quarterback, throw him, throw the ball up in the air to him. Just toss it up. Yeah, just toss it up. Got through two games of him, so I'm, I I still got to go back and watch some more. How about uh, move on to uh, the next guy who has uh, just for what it's worth upside sixty seven point four five is where I'm at with him right now. So not a no good score. No, bueno. Okay, all right. On. So so moving on to the next guy, Tyler Scott, uh, wide receiver from Great Cincinnati. Scott. Cincinnati. Go get him, Doc Brown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> five foot nine and five eighths inches tall, 177 pounds, nine inch hands. He ran the 40 and 4.4444444 seconds. He had a one point, which, which was for some disappointed. Yeah, even though it's really it was. It was for Well, he some. thought he was going to break um, uh, Chris Johnson's uh, yeah, combine not record. Even close. Uh, no, <laughs> um, and he had a one point five one split, so a pretty good ten yard split. Broad jump of hundred and thirty two inches. That is impressive. Yes, eleven feet one inch. To yeah, do the math for. 30, 39 and a half inch vertical. Last year in Cincinnati, tw- twelve games, fifty four receptions, eight hundred ninety nine yards receiving, and nine touchdowns. So that's a lot of lot of, lot of touchdowns for a little guy, right? Well, TDs. He's a little guy. <laughs> That's not you? No, it's you. He is He's a little, little guy. He definitely is a little Akron guy. Akron guy. Yeah, Akron okay. guy, little guy, fast. So even though I ran a 4-4-4, like, He's a fast receiver, and oh, yeah. you know he's a former junior Olympic sprinter, mm-hmm. uh, former high school running back as well. He to me when I watched him, I know Jared when you said you saw him like you liked his route running. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought his routes could use a little bit of work. I thought they were just okay, but he's really smooth. You know he's smooth. Good bursts, makes some really nice cuts, really good bursts. I mean, obviously, you see with his uh, vertical and his broad jump. I mean, I can't say again, he's five foot 10, he had 11 foot, you know, one inch broad jump. That's so impressive to me. Um, I actually liked his routes. Uh, I, I, thought he, I thought he played with good leverage and, and had some crispness in and uh, out of those breaks. I thought they were, I wrote, they're okay. I gave okay. him an eight. I thought, they're, I thought they were pretty high. I thought class. they were pretty clean. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I thought for being a two year starter, I thought like it could be something that could be. Yeah, I just thought he used done. his head. Really well in his hands, really well. He did use his head well. I thought, and, you know, that was good. Yeah, and just, yeah. Go ahead, Rich. I, um, I thought he tracks the ball well. I think he made good adjustments. I thought he can go up and get the ball well as well. Um, I thought he was really good with the ball in his hands. Like mm-hmm. his run after the catch, I thought mm-hmm. he was really good there. I thought he was able to start and stop. His start stop ability was pretty impressive. Uh, he rounds his routes a little bit. Maybe that's what kind of got me on his routes. Like he rounded them a little bit too much sometimes for me. His strength isn't really there. He's not really hard to bring down because he's smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he had some drops because he only has those nine inch hands, which can be a certain. His catch radius isn't very big. His small frame. So, like, defensive backs can easily manipulate where they want to go with him at, at times. Uh, he lined up pretty much just on the outside at Cincinnati. That was That's pretty much it. But, again, he's real fast. To me, he his ceiling's two percent in the slot. Yeah, I think in 2020, 2021 and twenty twenty two. So his ceiling, and this is not a bad thing to me, is like a really good number two. That's his ceiling to me, like a really good number two in the NFL, which in the right offense could be a fantasy football asset, like a uh, a low end wide receiver two, a high end wide receiver three. I, th- I mean, I I liked a lot of what you said. I think, um, uh, you know, he he was a smaller guy, but I thought he was able to uh, extend, mm-hmm. make catches above his head, get up and get some things. So maybe played a little bit taller than his five foot nine uh, frame would suggest on some occasions. So, you know, I don't think that's going to be his game always, but I think it's nice to know if you, you know, some guys that are five foot nine, you throw it over their head. There's not a chance in hell that they're going to catch the ball. He, him, I think he can actually get up and get it. I agree. Um, his game is speed and it's quickness. And I think he's, I think he's good after the catch. I, 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 I there's some stuff to like about this guy. I wasn't there's sure definitely some stuff um, going into it. What, you know, just looking at, you know, measurables and kind of the numbers as far as what he produced this year. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to, what, what am I getting myself into here? But when you see him on tape, he's explosive. He's crisp. I thought he was nice in and out of uh, breaks. He has some burst. Um, uh, suddenness is there uh, and, and just speed. You can't teach the kind of speed that he has. I thought their quarterback stunk this year. Yeah. yeah uh, he, quarterback right. Great. right. And the more and more I watched, I was like, eight under 99 yards with this guy isn't too bad. You know just what I mean? Missing like, him, was, missing him, and he missing him. Like, and I was, unfortunately, he didn't have a chance to shine with Desmond Ritter because right. Alec Pierce was there. Right. Right. Uh, I, I liked Scott too. I came away really impressed. Now, granted, it's not a great class mm-hmm. and we haven't done guys we've talked about and whatnot, but. Adding Jordanson at Jordan Addison to the guys that we're covering this week, he he's my wide receiver four right now. So I mean he's he's done decent uh, as far as my score goes. He got a seventy two point six. The the only real concerns I had were you, you mentioned the physicality. I think his release off the line could use a little bit of work. Um, I forgot to mention that, but I have the same note. Yep. Yeah, I, I think he could use a little bit of work there. Uh, but I, I was pleasantly surprised with because typically with speed guys, I'm not expecting them. Uh, to have very good ball skills. And I thought his ball skills were pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so I thought he, he caught away from his body real well. Um, and he is a player that I, I could see being an efficient play. Like you mentioned a, a, a wide receiver two on a team. Like I, I think that's in the realm of possibility. Like I, I think he's a really solid player. Me too. And I think he does enough of the other things. Well, beside his, besides his speed that he's not mm-hmm. going to be pigeonholed into just Correct. a deep threat. Like he's not a go long guy. I think he mm-hmm. does all this other stuff well enough that a team's going to see that. And they're going to use him on some intermediate stuff. And hey, let's Lockett. right. Let's get him the ball. Yeah. Let's get him the ball. Well, Tyler Lockett's a catch and fall type of guy. I think he can <laughs> actually do a little bit after the catch. So I didn't want to make that kind of comp, even though, it's you know size comparable and, and mm-hmm. kind of seat speed comparable. He'd be he'd be a really good fit. Like like obviously the Browns in trade for Elijah Moore. He'd be a really good fit offset on yeah. Cooper. I think he'd be very good fit like to offset like Mike Williams with the Chargers. I think he'd be a really good fit to offset Traylon Burks with Tennessee. Like that's the kind of receiver he is because he, he, he's smooth. He can go up and get the ball. Like I again, I came away pretty impressed with the player. Yeah, um, I was surprised. I liked the opportunity there. Yeah, I was surprised that I liked him as much as I did. I just hate how small he is and like his frame. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like he's not long like no. he's real compact and yeah his catch radius is not yeah it's not even though there. he can go up and get the ball his catch radius it's like you have to knock him because of his frame you know it's, yeah it's 
tough. But you know, I liked him a lot. In, the, in today's NFL, that kind of player can work. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's not under that threshold. Being five ten, you know, one hundred seventy seven pounds, probably add a little bit more uh, weight to that. Not too much because probably you know hurt him. But being five ten, it's not like he's like super small. He's lean. Yeah. But in today's NFL, in a passing NFL, this kind of player can work. Okay. And more, again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, he really works the mold of a fancy football receiver. And that's where I get excited. Yeah. I like him. I had a 73.6 on him, Garrett. Okay, so we're only a point away. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're real close overall. Puts All right, right on one more threshold. guy. All right, let's What's move on up? to the last guy. What would you say? I said puts him right on that threshold. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. All right, go ahead. So our our last guy here today is Jaden Reed, um, wide receiver, Michigan State, 5'10 and 3 quarters inch, uh, inches tall, 187 pounds. He had 9 and 8 inch hands, uh, 4.45 in the 40, 1.57 10-yard split, so not not fantastic. A broad jump of 121, a vertical jump of only 33 and a half inches. Uh, this past season at Michigan State in 11 games. He had 55 receptions, 636 yards. He was and hurt all year. Five touchdowns, four, four, uh, four rushing attempts, 11 yards. Yeah, he was, he was significantly better uh, the year before. I was surprised that he didn't declare uh, the year before, but he came back to Michigan State. Not a team that's known for uh, uh, their amazing passing attack. You don't see a lot of receivers, tight ends, uh, coming out of, of Michigan State typically. And... <laughs> The the combine numbers were a little bit surprising to me because he looked like a better athlete on the field than he did in the combine. And sometimes there are some disconnects. Some guys do test really well, and then you watch him on field, and you're like, he's not that fast. And sometimes it's the opposite, and I feel like it was the opposite. Football fast. Exactly. He looks like a football player, and his movements look like a football player, not just the small, fast guy. And, and for... You know, he, he is another one that small falls into this group of, you know, a little bit undersized, a little bit skinny, but he's at least on the higher end, you know, in the 5'11s and in the, what would you say, 187? 187. Yep. So he's at least on the higher end of Let's it. Let's round up, 5'11", buck 90. He's huge. Yeah. Uh, so he, he is he is on the bigger end of, of, of some of these guys, but... I thought his I thought his release and route running looked looked really solid. He, he looks professional almost. I he, mean, he, he does almost. And, and that's the thing. There was nothing in my my scores, my notes that were like, "Ooh, that's that's how he's going to win." That's going to be really good. But he he strikes me as this player that he's going to be in the league as the team's fourth or fifth receiver for a really long time because he's a professional guy and he does a lot of things well and crisp. But he's just not big enough he, or fast enough or strong enough. Like, there's just that athlete that's just not enough there for him to become that guy. So my, my note on his speed was, you know, I wouldn't say he has speed to burn. He's fast enough. Like, yeah. that, that's how I see him. No um, second gear. There, Right. There's no, like, it's not like big time burst or anything like right. that. You know what I mean? The speed is there. He, he is very crisp in and out of routes, I feel like. Um he can do all the stuff to get off the line. I, I don't. I don't see that as an issue. No, I actually gave him a pretty good release score. Right, and and he does some things after after the catch with the ball in his hands mm-hmm. that nice are double move. that are really nice. I think he can piece together moves. To your yeah. point, Rich, I, I, as far as making guys miss, but he can also do route combos and stuff like that. I, I all that kind of stuff is in his game. I like his run after the catch. Yeah, um, he got an eight for me. That was his high score. Yeah, of all the he things did he did. Well. I thought he tracked the ball well too. I thought he didn't contest the catches. But he's like he's like a Garrett Wilson type of player, right? But he doesn't do anything. Well, but like skill set cut in half. Easy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. 
but without any of the like the above the rim type of stuff. Like he's like that kind that kind of wide receiver, just not at and not anywhere near as good. Yeah, my final is, is my kinda, final thought says just not, not great, just not, <laughs> not bad, just not. That's, that's my final thought. Not great, not bad. Yeah. Obviously, the twenty twenty one is where you want to go because he had over a thousand yards, ten touchdowns there compared to beat up last year. How old is he? What do you guys? Uh, he's twenty three years old. He's twenty. I feel like he's been. In he'll be, he'll be twenty three. I was just say he'll be twenty three in April. Yeah. April twenty eighth is. Uh, you guys mentioned all what he did really well, so I'm not going to really kind of go into too much. I like tracked the ball well, did good in contested catches. I like that he played all three spots, even had a little bit he of uh, running back lined up a couple times yeah. there. Um, he had a good senior bowl. I'll put that out there, too. He had a pretty good senior bowl. Mm-hmm. That's kind of worth noting for these players. But, again, he falls in this category of somebody. I think the reason he did had a lot of contested catches because he couldn't get separation as well. Like, he, he didn't get a lot of separation. A little tight-hipped uh, for me. Uh, I thought he got him out of his breaks just a little bit, not as crisp as I would want sure. like it to. Uh, and the guy with a small catch radius. I just don't think he's ex- like I don't think he's that explosive. Mm-hmm. Like not like big like big time explosion. But I think he's got good movement skills. It's just he's operating for, for one his gear. size. He needs to be like a four three seven guy as opposed to a four five. After watching him, I came away like more impressed by his teammate. Oh yeah, you te- you texted me I, like I, actually he's he's eligible next year. He's six four two fifteen. Which guy? I did. Keon I Coleman. He I was he was wearing number zero. Okay, but he played for Michigan State basketball last year too. So oh yeah, you tweet about him too. He, yeah. yeah, he's pretty good. I like so him. we'll see. Yeah, not great, not good. A new Debbie edition. He'll be the guy that sits on NFL rosters, but like nothing jumps off the page, right? I mean, like, no. that's like unfortunate. He's he's the kind of player when you're sitting there in like the sixth round of your rookie draft season. I'm like, all right, I'll just take him. I'll cut him in two years. <laughs> and he's another one that'll probably stick around because of special teams. He's probably going to be returning kicks and things like that. So, and and I the the one thing I wrote like the only way he would ever be fantasy relevant is if he was the only wide receiver and they just fed him he was a the only one ton left. of targets like yeah. Jarvis Landry. You know what I mean? Like that dude yeah. got a ton of targets right. that one year in Miami and and kind of when he came over, like that was that was it. That was how he was a, a, a relevant fantasy guy. And so that's just not going. We're going to jump into our next show. We're going to talk about. I think our consensus number one receiver, Jackson Smith yes, and Jigba, Cedric Tillman, uh, A.T. Perry. We're going to talk about Parker Washington, Xavier, Wa- uh, Hutchinson. Xavier Hutchinson, and Dante Demas in the next Nerd Herd Show. Remember, if you want to get the episode and so much more, underdog, promo code NERDS. Only $10. Uh, if not, we'll be back <laughs> next week with our final two episodes of the Rookie Breakdowns. Which excited. Yeah. Because then summertime after the draft. Yeah, it's a smooth dynasty, dynasty, dynasty hot boy summer. <laughs> dynasty hot boy summer. Now we've rebranded. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. Adios.